Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of mastitis from the reproductive section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 33-year-old G2P2 woman presents with fever, chills, and acute onset pain of her left breast. She recently had her second child and has been breastfeeding exclusively for about one month. She reports having had this type of pain before with her first child. The pain resolved with antibiotics. On physical exam, her left breast is noted to be engorged and tender to palpation. There is localized erythema, induration, and warmth. She is given antibiotics and told to continue breastfeeding. Let's now get into the episode. Let's start with an introduction, including a clinical definition of mastitis. Mastitis is inflammation of the breast, often associated with milk stasis during lactation. In terms of its epidemiology, the incidence rate is about 3 to 20% of lactating women. With respect to the demographics, mastitis occurs in lactating women and often occurs within the first 12 weeks postpartum. The risk factors of mastitis include lactation, injury to the nipple, poor attachment of the infant to the breast, and history of prior mastitis. With respect to the pathophysiology, milk stasis also creates favorable conditions for growth of bacteria, which causes infection that often starts from the nipple fissures, and this infection is most often due to Staphylococcus aureus. In terms of the prognosis, the prognostic variable is favorable as long as there is appropriate antibiotic treatment involved. The survival with treatment is very good. Now let's talk about the clinical presentation and symptoms of mastitis. The primary symptoms include tender, hot, and swollen breast, which usually is unilateral, flu-like myalgias, chills, and fever. The physical exam findings on inspection include localized redness on the breast, which often is wedge-shaped, warmth and induration on the breast, cracked nipples or visible fissures, and possible purulent nipple discharge. Note that a swollen lump may indicate breast abscess. Let's now get into the diagnostic imaging tests for mastitis. The main imaging test is ultrasound, and this is indicated if breast abscess is suspected. The ultrasound would show a fluid pocket that would be seen inside the breast. In terms of the diagnostic lab studies, you may see an elevated white blood cell count, and in terms of the diagnostic criteria, mastitis is typically diagnosed clinically based on the physical exam. Let's now go over two important differentials that should be a part of your differential diagnosis for mastitis. The first is breast engorgement, and with respect to this, pain relief and resolution of symptoms usually occurs with emptying of milk. The second is fibroadenoma, and this usually shows no signs of infection. Let's now review the treatment modalities used to treat mastitis. Starting with conservative therapy, continuing breastfeeding is safe for infants, but it is not advisable in women with HIV. Emptying the milk from the breasts every six hours is indicated for mild symptoms lasting less than one day. In terms of medical treatment, dicloxacillin and cephalexin are indicated for patients with symptoms that persist after one day of effective regular milk removal. It is also indicated in patients with a visible nipple fissure or a breast abscess. Note that clindamycin or trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole is indicated if MRSA MRSA is suspected. And in terms of operative treatment, surgical drainage is indicated in patients with breast abscess. The first-line technique for surgical drainage is needle aspiration with or without ultrasound guidance. 
Otherwise, you would perform incision and drainage for larger abscesses. In terms of the complications of mastitis, breast abscess is the main complication. 3 to 12% of women with mastitis develop breast abscess, and the treatment is surgical drainage. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 29-year-old G1P1 woman presents to her primary care physician with unilateral breast pain. She is currently breastfeeding her healthy 3-month-old baby boy. She has been breastfeeding since her child's birth without any problems. However, three days prior to presentation, she developed left breast pain, purulent nipple discharge, and malaise. Her past medical history is notable for obesity and generalized anxiety disorder. She takes sertraline. She does not smoke or drink alcohol. Her temperature is 100.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 128 over 78 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 91 per minute and respirations are 17 per minute. On exam, she appears lethargic but is able to answer questions appropriately. Her right breast appears normal. Her left breast is tender to palpation, warm to the touch, and swollen relative to the right breast. There is a visible fissure in the left nipple that expresses minimal purulent discharge. Which of the following pathogens is the most likely cause of this patient's condition? 1. Bacteroides fragilis 2. Candida albicans 3. Staphylococcus aureus 4. Staphylococcus epidermidis or 5. Streptococcus pyogenes And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, Staphylococcus aureus. The patient in this vignette presents with fever and unilateral breast tenderness, swelling, erythema, and purulent discharge suggestive of mastitis. The most common pathogen associated with this condition is Staphylococcus aureus. Remember, mastitis typically presents with unilateral breast pain, erythema, purulent nipple discharge, and signs and symptoms of systemic infection, for example, fever, malaise, and leukocytosis in a breastfeeding woman. In this condition, bacteria penetrate the breast tissue via small cracks in the skin surface stemming from breastfeeding, resulting in a superficial infection of the breast tissue. Staphylococcus aureus is the most common pathogen associated with breast mastitis, so treatment must include anti-staphylococcal antibiotics such as dicloxacillin or cephalexin. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, Bacteroides fragilis, is an anaerobic gram-negative rod-shaped bacterium that is part of the normal gastrointestinal flora. It is associated with peritonitis, intra-abdominal abscesses, and perianal abscesses. Answer choice 2. Candida albicans is fungus that is a normal inhabitant of mucocutaneous surfaces. In healthy individuals, it is associated with oral thrush, vaginitis, and diaper rash. Mastitis due to candida albicans is rare. Answer choice 4. Staphylococcus epidermidis is an aerobic gram-positive coccus bacterium that is part of the normal skin flora. Infections due to catheters and prosthetic devices are often caused by Staphylococcus epidermidis. Mastitis due to Staphylococcus epidermidis is rare. 
And finally, answer choice five, Streptococcus pyogenes is an aerobic gram-positive coccus bacterium that is part of the normal skin flora. It can cause infections throughout the body, including acute pharyngitis, cellulitis, and impetigo. Note that strep pyogenes is the second most common cause of mastitis after Staph aureus. In summary, Staphylococcus aureus is the most common cause of breast mastitis. Next question. A 31-year-old G1P1 woman presents to the physician with fever, chills, and pain of her right breast in the past week. She recently gave birth to her first child and has been breastfeeding for the past seven weeks. On physical exam, the patient has redness and swelling of her right breast that is warm to the touch and tender to light palpation. Breast inspection is notable for localized erythema and warmth and induration on the breast. On closer inspection, the physician notes a small fissure in the nipple with surrounding purulence. Which of the following pathogens is the most likely cause of her condition? 1. Candida albicans 2. Coagulase-negative staphylococci 3. Enterococcus faecalis 4. Group B streptococci or 5. Staphylococcus aureus And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5. Staphylococcus aureus. This patient's presentation of a tender, red, swollen breast along with fever and chills is characteristic of acute mastitis, which is most commonly caused by Staphylococcus aureus. Remember, acute mastitis is inflammation of the breast that is most often associated with milk stasis during lactation in breastfeeding women. Milk stasis creates favorable conditions for the growth of bacteria, and infection is often introduced from fissures in the nipple. Patients present with tenderness, warmth, and swelling of the breast that is usually unilateral that may be accompanied by constitutional symptoms of fever, chills, and myalgias. About 3-12% to of patients with mastitis develop a breast abscess which requires surgical drainage. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choices 1 through 4, Candida albicans, Coagulase-negative staphylococci, Enterococcus faecalis, and Group B streptococci are potential pathogens that can cause mastitis in a breastfeeding woman, but mastitis caused by Staphylococcus aureus is much more common. In summary, acute mastitis is most commonly caused by Staphylococcus aureus. And that's all for this review about mastitis. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.